Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. We all, you know, why do you play sports, whether you're uh, a player or a coach, is to have the opportunity to see or do something uh, bigger than you currently are as you fight and uh, scratch uh, to achieve. I'm living like a pirate, living oh so free. I gave up the city life for a life on the sea. I mean, to me, it's always been naive. You know, um, on Earth, they say, oh, well, we're the only ones. I mean, really, why? Have you been to the other planets? Have you checked out the other planets? That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. But glad to get out of here with a win. This is a tough place to do it. And, uh, you know, once in a while, a pirate can beat a soldier, you know? I'm living like a pirate, living oh so free. A man who was most famously known for being a football coach, but was far, far more than just a football coach, leaves us far too early. At the age of 61, Mike Leach passed away after uh, a significant cardiac issue. He, in a final act of charity, uh, was an organ donor, and that was the final chapter of the story of Mike Leach. Good Tuesday afternoon, December the 13th, 2022. Welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm and at Supertalk TV. We are coming to you, as always, from the Pearl River Resort Studios. We'd love for you to join the conversation today on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. In a statement, the Leach family today said, Mike was a giving and attentive husband, father, and grandfather. He was able to participate in organ donation at UMMC as a final act of charity. We are supported and uplifted by the outpouring of love and prayers from family, friends, Mississippi State University, the hospital staff, and football fans around the world. Thank you for sharing in the joy of our beloved husband and father's life. A life well lived by Mike Leach, born in 1961, passed away in 2022. And in his final game... As a football coach, he walked off the field in Oxford in a rivalry game as a winner with Mississippi State winning over Ole Miss in the 2022 Egg Bowl. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, 
Uh, glad to be with you. This is a, uh, in, in some ways, a difficult show, uh, but in some ways, it's a less difficult show than than yesterday. Yesterday, we remembered so much about Mike Leach. We talked about him. We laughed. We smiled. We remembered. Uh, we we told stories. Many of you shared stories on the Ceasefire text line. Guys, I, I was thinking a lot about what we would say and how we would approach this today, and. I um I found that I was a little introspective. So I, I will admit that as I have gotten older, I have become more emotional. But I don't find myself emotional in normal situations that would call for emotion. If if there's a need for somebody to be strong and be serious in a, a hospital setting or a funeral setting or, or something along those lines, I feel like I've always been able to do that. But a movie that's got a sappy storyline, eyes well up with tears. Military homecomings, forget it. Every time, eyes well up with tears. And kids who are handed circumstances in their lives that they don't deserve, it's waterworks. And like like me, I know you guys have read tributes that have poured in from all over the country about Mike Leach today. And there was a particular story that surrounded the Liberty Bowl from last season. Last season, two seasons ago, when Mississippi State played Texas Tech. Last season. Last season. And... St. Jude is the primary beneficiary of proceeds raised by the Liberty Bowl. That's the charity that goes along with that game. And I was reading a tribute to Mike Leach and a special relationship that he had with a young cancer patient who he basically opened the doors for, and I found myself doing it again. Just tears rolling down my cheeks. And so there's Mike Leach, the football coach, and we'll talk about that, and we'll celebrate that today. But, hey, Dad, I, I know you've experienced experienced it in settings away from Mississippi State's facilities. <laughs> Mike Leach, the band. And there was a lot of depth there, and there was a lot of caring there, and there was a lot of love there. And I love that in the statement that his family released, there was nothing about football. It was Mike Leach, the husband, the father, and the grandfather. Mike Leach might be the least football guy, football guy that ever lived. <laughs> he loved football. Don't don't you know? I feel like people lose that in him sometimes. That was a man who, you know, he didn't like to talk X's and O's, but he loved to create X's and O's. He loved to create plays, and diagram and teach the game of football. But never was there a football coach who was just more comfortable in his own skin, and more willing just to be, more like a normal human being. And all not all wrapped up in coach speak and and everything else than Mike Leach was, and um, it was truly a joy these past few years to get to know him, to cultivate whatever kind of relationship we had, uh, you know, be it friendly. I, I I don't know. I don't know how he perceived me. I never asked. I didn't worry about it. You know, he always had a smile on his face when we talked. That was good enough for me. And now to uh. You know, to to see such a legendary figure go, 
that was part of this university that you know I call myself a part of. Um, it's 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 tough. It's a tough day for Starkville. It's a tough day for the state of Mississippi, and it's a tough day for the sport of college football. As we've seen, the tributes just continue to roll in from across the country. And and Borky, death is not uncommon. Sudden death is not uncommon. It happens all the time. But in the sports world, it is pretty uncommon. There are a lot of people that have kind of wondered out loud, okay, when's the last time a a sitting head football coach in college football at the major college level passed away? And people really had to rack their brains and go back to Randy Walker, who died during the summer uh, at Northwestern. leading six. Yeah, leading to Pat Fitzgerald. And before that, if you want to go back to the, what, 1980? And look at Rex Dockery, who passed away in a, a plane crash, who at the time was the head football coach at, at Memphis State. This is just not something that happens very often from a coach who is in the throes of his career. Uh, no, no, it doesn't at all. It's, it's hard to wrap your mind around because guys like him especially – you know, all major college football coaches uh, seem larger than life. I mean, even in a setting that we're lucky enough to go to every year at Media Days, when the coaches are, are walking through a place that they're supposed to be, people still kind of stop and look at them. Like, these are a bunch of people that work with these guys every day, in some cases, and when they walk by, they've got, like, you know, Saban's got security with them, or they have SIDs. They have like a little group that walks with them, and, and the room kind of stops for a second as they go by. So even in the setting of which they are familiar, they still appear to be larger than life. And Mike Leach is an exception in a good way. He was even larger than that. He was uh, legend, I think, comes up short because it's not just football, like you mentioned. It's football in character. Uh, on top of that, it just a, an entirely unique individual in a sport filled with giants. And he somehow stood out in that group. And it's it's hard to fathom. I mean, even people like my wife who, you know, she's married to somebody that literally talks about sports to pay the bills. She doesn't really care, though. But, but she knew who Mike Leach was. And, and she liked him. Could not care less about sports. But she knew this guy. He was larger than life and larger than college football and larger than sports. Dr. Mark Keenum will join us to begin the 4 o'clock hour. The president at Mississippi State will talk with him about his relationship with Mike Leach, about what this means for the university, and uh, and hopefully have some, uh, some stories from him. Uh, Ross Dellinger, who has covered college football now for a long time and has done it at a really high level and does it quite well, will join us in the, uh, the 5 o'clock hour. He spent a, a fair amount of time one-on-one with uh, Mike Leach, and we'll get him to take us behind the curtain a little bit as well. In the uh, the statement from Mississippi State that was released earlier today announcing uh, Mike Leach's death, uh, you had this quote from President Mark Keenum. Coach Mike Leach cast a tremendous shadow not just over Mississippi State University, but over the entire college football landscape. His innovative air raid offense changed the game. Mike's keen intellect and unvarnished candor made him one of the nation's true coaching legends. His passing brings great sadness to our university, to the Southeastern Conference, and to all who loves college football. I will miss Mike's profound curiosity, his honesty, and his wide-open approach to pursuing excellence in all things. Mike's death also underscores the fragility and uncertainty of our lives. 
Three weeks ago, Mike and I were together in the locker room celebrating a hard-fought victory in Oxford. Mike Leach truly embraced life and lived in such a manner as to leave no regrets. That's a worthy legacy. May God bless the Leach family during these days and hours. The prayers of the Bulldog family go with them. I listen to it at work. At work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, sir. So then I thought, well, you know, all the guy really does is the coin toss. And then I decided, you know, one of the most screwed up things about this country is the fact that in order to do anything, in order to cross the street, we always have to have a committee, you know. And I said, you know, uh, and so I figured, well, screw the committee. We really only need one guy. And, 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 and now he's got to be smart enough to call either heads or tails. That's it. And... Um, uh, so then I thought about, well, should I get the biggest guy on the team or the littlest guy on the team? And then I thought, well, <clears throat> Jamal Morrow was on the prices right and was fairly lucky and went to the final round and almost won the sucker. And it was closest to the price, but he's over by, he's over by like $3. The other person's under by like $60, but since he's over, he loses. And, and, um, and so I figure, well, Jamal Morrow's a lucky guy. Uh, <clears throat> plus, he's got pretty good energy to him and stuff like that. So why not Jamal Morrow? And so then Jamal Morrow goes out and did have an amazing knack for winning the toss. And then, I mean, wins it almost all the time. I mean, literally. Win, I mean, I'm serious about this. I don't know what his record is, but it's something incredible. And then... Um, <clears throat> But I don't even really care about that because one way or the other, you get the ball one half or the other, except one time when I played Nebraska. Oh, I'll tell you a story on that in a second. So hold on to your hat. And then um, um, so uh, uh, so, uh, uh, so Morrow um, goes out there and he had a funny uh, tendency to win. Then I'm thinking... I don't want to sit here and think of and sort out a new guy to do it. So Jamal Morrow has gone out there for the coin t- toss for about two and a half years and quite honestly done um, a tremendous job in my opinion. Then we got on a roll, and so then I liked it even better. <laughs> I really wanted to hear the story. I couldn't find the Nebraska story, but he sounded disgusted with it. Yeah. They, uh, I was watching a clip from uh, a game that Texas Tech played against Texas, and there were two seconds left on the on the clock at halftime, and Mike Leach called a play where his quarterback faked as if he was going to take a knee, a la Dan Marino, Miami Dolphins, and then they were going to run a play. Problem is, he deked out the officials, and they blew the whistle. And sent the two teams to the locker room. Mike Leach was beside himself, and he finally made it to the the halftime interview. And she's like, "You're, you're obviously frustrated. What's wrong, Coach?" He's like, "We didn't take a knee, and they didn't give us another play to run." Which you get another play to run, you probably take a knee because you're trying to catch the other team, you know, off guard. Uh, but he was uh, he was a big thinker. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Uh, we are remembering and paying tribute to Mike Leach on this Tuesday afternoon, the 13th of December. Hey, Dan, I, 
I don't know if you have been here or not. And if you're listening, you may have seen this, you may have not. If you go to Mississippi State's athletics website, hailstate.com, the landing page takes you to a, a Mike Leach tribute. There's a headshot there, and then the story that the university released, and then some snapshot pictures, a, a small photo gallery of, of Mike Leach pitch, pictures with players. There's a, a picture of him shaking hands post-game with, with Lane Kiffin from the Egg Bowl. Memorial information, and then you get to what I think is the coolest part of, of this splash page on the website. Basically, every tweet or tribute that has come in on Twitter is linked, and you can click on them individually. And so the very first one that you see is from the Colorado Buffaloes football program. The second one is from Matthew McConaughey, and then Adidas football, and then Marshall Ramsey, and then Sid Salter, and Bob Stoops, and Dana Holgerson. There's one that brought tears to my eyes. Hey, Dad, I'm sure it will yours when you see it as well, where your friend Ryan Sparks put the picture of his son Reed with Coach Leach at your house on Saturday night. Tell, tell us about that interaction. Yeah, um, Reed is a, is a cool young kid. Uh, he's been around Mississippi State Athletics his whole life. Uh, really close to the baseball team, uh, but he's a huge bulldog. And uh, he uh, and his dad, in their spare time, do woodworking together. And they they um, they 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 build crafts and all this. This is really cool stuff. And uh, Reed, his specialty is the little soapbox derby cars. Loves to build those. Little, you know, really well made, handcrafted soapbox derby car. And recently, uh, back in the summer. Uh, he nearly took his whole thumb off with with the with the bandsaw, oh. and uh, and uh, had to. He was in a a cast for a while, and it's it's basically healed now. But you know, such is the life of a woodworker, I guess. And uh, so, Reed was so excited to see Coach Leach at this party; he couldn't believe it. And they went and talked for a little while. They talked about Bigfoot. I know that, and. Uh, then he started talking about these cars, and Coach Leach was like, well, let me see one if you've got one. And he, he got it, and, and Coach was like, well, let me buy it off of you. And Ray was like, no, no, you can just have it. You can just have it. And they, and they got the picture, and uh, he took it home with him. And so that's a, a, a cool, another little memory made there uh, for Reed, who, uh, you know, as, as a kid, I'm, I'm sure he's taking this kind of tough. Uh, but, you know, that's a that's a cool thing that, you know, one of the last acts that Coach Leach had on this uh, earth of generosity was to spend some time with a young man and, and learn about his hobbies and, and and take a piece of him with him. My only relationship with Mike Leach was was through this radio show, right? There were mm-hmm. two or three times where he came on and was kind with his time to, to visit with us. And Borky told you yesterday about some inside baseball. Right, where he talked about the, the commercial break, where we, we had to go to the commercial break. Coach Leach didn't know we went to a commercial break, and he just kept on talking. And so we did something that's actually technically kind of hard to do. Houston McDavid makes the magic happen behind the scenes. He and Will East figured it out, where we basically blow out a break. So we knew that Coach Leach was coming on with us, and we knew that he was coming on to begin the 4 o'clock hour in a particular show. And so we took the breaks out so that we would have longer to visit with him 
But hey, Dad, there was one problem that that was persistent with Coach Leach, and that was punctuality. Yes. And so, even though he was scheduled to come on with us at six minutes after four o'clock, and we had taken the breakout, we still only ended up with about a ten-minute interview with him because it was like four fifteen when he finally joined us. But yeah, that was something we, we that operated you knew, on, on his time. Something that you knew you were dealing with. I guess the point that I was making and saying was my relationship was only you know getting a few opportunities to talk to him as a guest on this show. But one of the things that has come out is he had the ability, and it was real because it was who he was, he had like a, a genuine curiosity for everything. Like in, in, in talking with Reed, like you were talking about just a second ago, he wasn't just placating Reed. He was genuinely interested right. in the art of making soapbox derby cars. And, and so he would ask questions along those lines. I think it's special when somebody has the gift of making a person that they are talking to, talking with, feel important. Not because you're trying to prop them up, but because you're genuinely interested in what they have to say. It feels like as you've read story after story and tribute after tribute, Mike Leach had the ability to do that. You, you might feel like you were inconveniencing him, by sitting down to talk with him or asking him a question, but all of a sudden he would turn that inconvenience that you might be feeling into a genuine interest in whatever it was that the two of you were talking about at the time. And that's a gift. That is absolutely a gift. You know, the last time we had him on, he gave us one of our most uh, famous and viral moments where he talked about he wanted Mississippi Queen to be the new Fourth quarter song. Yes, forgot the, about at that. At SEC Media Days, we see he, he and, and and again talk about it's just you know coincidence that when he sat down, that was you know Will East was running the board for us because we were all in Atlanta or mm-hmm. yeah in Atlanta and happened to be playing Mississippi Queen coming into that break or coming out of it, and, and when Lee Charlie's like, why isn't this the half? Why isn't this the fourth quarter song? This is what it should be. I wanted to be Mississippi Queen, and that sparked. Days of debate on Twitter, on the show, or our text line about whether or not we should make that change. So, <laughs> and and probably cause some angst for people in the athletics <laughs> department if we're being completely honest. Absolutely, he was just giving an opinion, but it set off a firestorm yeah. of reaction among fans. Many of your messages are coming in on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. We're going to try to laugh more than we cry today, but we are going to remember and uh, attempt to honor Mike Leach as we go through these three hours of the show. A reminder that uh, Dr. Mark Keenum will join us uh, a little bit later to begin the 4 o'clock hour today. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort studios. Visit pearlriverresort.com. We'll be right back. is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. My favorite weather pattern happens to be uh, when it rains mud. 
Dust comes through, rain on top of it, it rains mud. This weather report here, what do I know? I'm a football coach. <laughs> I suggest you go out and do what I do. Get out of bed, go outside, then you know. Jim Cantori doth protest. What you can't see in the audio is him after he says, get out of bed, go outside. He, he moves his hands like, just look, go outside, see what the weather is. Now you know. <laughs> you missed now the hand you know. motion. <laughs> now you know. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and you on this Tuesday afternoon. We are remembering Mike Leach, who passed away, um, according to the release from Mississippi State last night and uh, was surrounded by his family. Hey, Dad, we feel like we know football coaches, right? Because they're so public, we feel like we know Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, because we see them, right? Every time we turn our television on onto a sports channel, we, we, we see those guys. We see them for... 12 Saturdays in the fall for three and a half hours each week. We see them in their press conferences. We get to know the way they respond to questions. You, you learn their mannerisms. It makes us feel like we know them. Yeah, generally speaking, we really don't. And I was, was thinking yesterday, have I ever seen his wife? Now, you live in Starkville. And so you probably saw family more often. But beyond the introductory press conference, I don't remember seeing or hearing a lot about Sharon or or their four children. It was like there was a very defined separation between Mike Leach, the public football coach, and Mike Leach, the family man. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know that I ever actually met his wife beyond the the uh, opening press conference. Um, that being said, I know that they were out in Starkville at different places, different restaurants from time to time, and you could see them out, maybe more so than any other coach before them. I know Mullen, I, I lived here all of Mullen's tenure, and he I saw him once uh, at a restaurant, whereas Leach was somebody you could see out quite a bit. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting his son, Cody, uh, Saturday night, he came with his dad to my house and just talked to him for a bit. And he had been in town for a while, was staying with his parents. And you know, you can't fathom that that you're having this conversation, and then a few days later, all of this is going to happen. But you know, I, I, maybe it's a, a little bit of a blessing that he was able to be by his dad's side throughout this ordeal. Um, but yeah, you're right in that. For such a public guy, he, he was kind of a private guy, too. Like you said, you, you didn't really see a whole lot of his family away from this. And uh, that being said, though, I'm glad they were all there to be with him at the end and, and, and lead him off to the, to the next life. Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. A lot of you have sent messages um just offering your condolences, and, and we appreciate um, all of those. There are some questions that are, are mixed in there uh, as well. Uh, Jeff says, hey, guys, just joining you. I may have missed it, but curious. Borky, 
what stands out to you? What What do you remember? What impressed you most uh, most about Mike Leach? And is it true that Coach Leach did not actually play college football? I'd love to really know that. Thanks from Jeff. Didn't play high school either. I don't think right. I'm not sure about that. I know he didn't he, play college. He, played he, he did play in high school. He, he, he was a wide receiver, I think, in high school. Okay. Um, well, we did talk about it yesterday some. But it, to me, since I didn't have a personal relationship or interaction uh, the way Haydad did, my perspective is going to be like a lot of yours and a lot of people around. It's it, the, the fun press conferences and stuff were great, but I love college football. I grew up loving college football. Uh, to to get too personal, my, my parents divorced when I was young, and the, that was the thing my dad and I were able to bond over the most was college football, and that's why I grew to love it so much. Is because every weekend I got to go watch football with my dad, and it, it just it created what I am today. And I say that to say that Mike Leach's impact on the thing that I love the that I love the most that got me closer to my dad, that gave me a career that I hope to share with my son as he grows up, was so heavily impacted by this man and his philosophy and his offense. The tentacles that he had on this sport will reach, have reached in ways that until you read about it, you don't even realize. And they will continue to do that forever. I mean, a Lincoln Riley quarterback just won the Heisman Trophy. Does that happen without Mike Leach? I don't know. I mean, that that's how far his tentacles reach. And and I remember growing up watching a documentary that Haydad referenced actually. I think last week, the Ohio State Michigan documentary about Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. And I didn't know any of these guys. I don't know anything about this, but I remember my dad contextualizing all of it telling me about it, because he lived it and I didn't. I'm going to get to do the same thing, hopefully, with my son as he gets older, because you know somebody's doing something in depth on Mike Leach the same way they did the 10-year war with Woody and Bo. So I am very much looking forward to the day where I get to sit down with my son and describe, hey, this one guy revolutionized the sport you and I love, and here's how he did it. And here's the guys that coaches under him. And oh, by the way, he was one of the most interesting people you could listen to. I, I, I am excited for the possibility of having that same moment with my son about Mike Leach that I had with my dad about Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. Because he is in that tier of influence. Legends of the game that you will talk about long after uh, his unfortunate passing yesterday. A nice message from Brian on the uh, C Spire text line in the Delta. He said, have been a Mike Leach fan since his days at Texas Tech. With his passing, not only did college football lose one of its greatest offensive minds and an irreplaceable unique character, the world lost a genuinely good man and is the less for it. Fair winds and following seas, Coach Leach, and prayers for your family and the huge community you touched. My inner pirate is surely broken today. Nice message there. Um, guy that's a producer on um, Carlos in uh, Carlos Medina in Atlanta, or, or at least used to be, uh, tweets this. One time Mike Leach told one of his players that he wasn't going to play, probably at all, but that he would like to have him start coaching as a student assistant. 
kid got mad and left his office, came back the next day and took the job. You may have heard that story. It was Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley has told that story. To your point, Mike Leach didn't coach the last three of the last five Heisman Trophy winners or whatever the number is, but the foundational knowledge of coaching football through which Lincoln Riley has risen in the ranks comes from Mike Leach. That's where it started. Yeah. And without that influence, uh, what is he? I've, I've used this example before. It reminds me of the, the Mississippi Delta Blues and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin. Without the Mississippi Delta Blues, do you know who Robert Plant is today? Do you know who Mick Jagger is today? Prob- I mean, maybe not. It, it, it's Their roots trace back to the Delta. Lincoln Riley and, and all of these guys, it's not just him, but all of these guys, without Leach's influence, what are they today? Well, let's not forget that today a, another member of his coaching tree became a head coach. Uh, Eric Morris, who played for him as a wide receiver, got the North Texas job. Replacing a guy also from his coaching tree, Seth Luttrell. So, I mean, it just it just goes on, and will continue to go on for another couple of decades, probably. Trent Trent shares a, a a brief story with us, and I think this is great. He says this is classic Leach. The Mississippi Cattlemen's <laughs> Association provides a meal for Mississippi State football coaches, staff, and players every fall before the season starts. We call it beefing up the Bulldogs. We were on the football field waiting for Coach Leach to come and take a picture for publicity for the Mississippi Cattlemen's Association. He walks up to me and he says, hey, I like your pants. I look at him thinking, what? Why are you looking at my pants? I'm just wearing Carhartt pants. No introductions until later. He proceeds to tell us that he loves Carhartt pants and he has a jacket at home from his, his dad that's over 30 years old. And he asks us, how do they stay in business? They last forever. <laughs> We stood there talking about about Carhartt products for a while. Nothing about football or beef, just talking. Crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like the perfect encapsulation, right? It's a great question, too. <laughs> How do they stay in business? Their pants last forever. <sighs> Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap up the first hour of the show with you. Coming up next in the Pearl River Resort Studios. What we're going to do right here is go back. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. I like those pants. You bet, because they're 100% cotton. 100% cotton, baby. Where's a man get a pair of those? Well, um, I'm not sure. I'm going to say these are either Banana Republic or else they're uh, issue from the tra- uh, from the equipment room. From the equipment staff. But I'll tell you this, running around um, this event center here, there's a whole bunch of people in those uh, suit pants and some kind of double-knit stuff that damn sure wish they were in these pants. They won't say it because they want to look distinguished. But you know and I know, you know. 
Matter of fact, I have a feeling you'd like these pants on as well. Wait, how would you describe my jeans? Tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah. man. They are. They, they're, yeah. my, my kneecaps are sweating. How would you describe my jeans? I don't know, Marty. Tight. <laughs> That's pretty good. Was that from SEC Media? I think that, that was, was from this year at that Media Days. That was this Day. year yeah. at SEC Media Days. Yeah. And, and he, he had on khaki pants and a uh, a blue Oxford cloth button down shirt and a tie, and I think it was a navy blazer. Yeah, a blue blazer. I don't know if we have that clip, but he, he, I remember that that on that that media tour there is going through all, oh, all of this. He sat out, he sat with Cole Kublik and 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 had a, a railed on the inventor of the necktie. Said if he could go back in time and find that guy, he would have some trouble with him. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That was very good. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We are remembering Mike Leach, who passed away last night uh, at the age of 61. Far too young. And uh, for, for all of Borky's age jokes that, uh, you know, never get old, although we're all getting older, 61 does not sound nearly as old as it once did. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate. Forgive me if it's not, but my dad called me this morning after the the news dropped and said, Michael, you realize that that's my age. Mm-hmm. That's, that's... Bang. Yeah, that hit me. I don't know why it was that that, that hit me, but that hit me. It's way too young. You can uh, can join us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Steve says, why was he called the pirate? Uh... Quite simple, actually, Steve. He had a nearly lifelong fascination with pirates. He had a almost life-size pirate statue that was in his office. Uh, he wrote a book called Swing Your Sword that was loosely based on pirates and warfare techniques and Motivation. He was a pirate lover, and uh, I don't know who specifically gave him that nickname, but um, yeah, he was big, big fan of pirates. Did I ask him when we talked? I, I think I did about Jimmy Buffett, because Jimmy Buffett has. I don't you recall. Know, there's a huge fascination with pirates. I, I think I did. And I think he told us that he had not spent any significant time. He said we'd kind of been in the same area or the same place around the same time, but had never sat down. I, that's that's a shame. That is two guys that absolutely should have been able to uh, sit in some lounge chairs with their toes in the sand and have a couple of cold ones and talk about pirates for a long. That's a conversation that might would have gone for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, the picture, the tweet of of McConaughey with him is is something I didn't know they had a, I, I maybe I just missed it. They had a friendship, and so those are two kindred spirits as well. Here's the tweet: You've got Matthew McConaughey with uh, like some juju beads around his neck, and he's uh, in a white wife beater t shirt, and Mike Leach in a, a white t shirt, 
And McConaughey tweets this picture of the, the two of them, and it says, My friend Mike Leach moved on yesterday. One of the most curious, inventive, independent-minded, wild men to ever walk the earth. He was a gem like no other. Put a prayer up there for his wife Sharon and their kids. That was... I said I can do it with my voice the way it is. He was a gem like no other. I can't do it. The voice is not working. Mm. I can sometimes get McConaughey, but I can't. I can't do it today. That yeah. Those... Oh, man. It's a shame they didn't record those conversations. What would have been the greatest podcasts of all time? <laughs> I think Mike Lee I mean, and Matthew modern day philosophy, like hearing Aristotle and Socrates <laughs> talk to each other. I mean, that's what we're talking about there. <sighs> we lost a lot more than a coach today. Yeah, we lost a lot more. Mark Keenum is the president at Mississippi State. You know, John Cohen, when he was the AD at Mississippi State, ran the search and uh, interviewed Mike Leach and made the decision that he was the right guy, but Mark Keenum had to sign off on it. And uh, I might ask him about that. When his, when his former AD came to him and said, hey, this is the guy that we need to hire to be our next football coach, what was his reaction at the uh, at the time? Look forward to our conversation with uh, President Mark Keenum of Mississippi State to begin the 4 o'clock hour with you. Coming up next, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We will be right back. We'll be back in a week. Don't worry, kiddies. Just a break. We all need a break. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. What? On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon, the 13th of December, a day in which we are remembering, honoring, and paying tribute to Mike Leach. Born in 1961, passed away yesterday at the age of 61. Dr. Mark Keenum is the president of Mississippi State. He has always been generous with his time, and he's kind to spend a few minutes with us this afternoon. Uh, Dr. Keenum, there, there are so many different directions that we could go. Yeah. One of the things that has been so interesting for me is to look at the number of tributes that have come from all across the country. When you think about Mike Leach's career, a, a head coach in West Texas and in the Pacific Northwest and in Starkville as part of the Southeastern Conference at Mississippi State, he knew a ton of people, and he made an impact on so very many people as well. Well, no question. And, uh, you know, you talk about your, your phone blowing up. Well, my phone is blown up from tributes and just well wishes from individuals from, like you say, all across the country. And they're just constantly pouring in, not only to me, but to our entire university, our our Bulldog family and our, our football program. He, he was so well thought of. And it transcended just much beyond just, just football. You know, the lives that he impacted, all the young men whose lives that he touched as their coach and inspired and motivated, uh, and then just the throngs of fans that he had, uh, again, all across the country. It's just absolutely amazing and, and well-deserved for a life well-lived and just a, a genuinely good good human being. And, and I can tell you, he is, he, is, he is 
and will be for some time very sorely missed here at Mississippi State. Dr. Keenum, this was uh, certainly a difficult, or has been a difficult 48 hours for, for so many, and particularly the Mississippi State family. I'd love it if you would maybe give us a little bit of insight into your relationship with, with Mike Leach. Clearly, you were his boss, and you had to sign off on him being hired as head football coach, but I would assume over the course of three years that uh, that, that relationship grew into more as just the guy that uh, his signature was on his paycheck. Well, yeah, true. I mean, it was, you know, uh, uh, he, he, he reported to the athletics director and he went to me, but, you know, we, we did become, become friends and, and I wouldn't say we were buddy buddies, but, but we were friends and I had the utmost of respect for him. You know, you, 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 I know you've had opportunities to interview him and others and, and, and get to know him and, and and just getting to know him was a was a real pleasure. And he knew so much about so many things, and and you were always just amazed at what all he did know. And um, and so he was just he was the kind of guy you just he was fun to be around. Uh, it wasn't just always football, and and he was someone you could talk to about a lot of things. And but he was just fun to be around. Just, he was that kind of guy. That you you just enjoyed his 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 presence and his company, Doctor Keenum. What's been your message to the team and to to the staff at Mississippi State over these past couple of days as you've tried to make sense of all this? What have you told them, and and what have they told you about what how how they're feeling and and. The decision, you know, to go ahead and play the bowl game that was made official today. Did they did they say that they wanted to do that for Coach Leach? Yes, no question. The the team is is very sad, um, very sad, broken hearted. I would probably say would be a better a better term. But they're also, I think, a bit motivated. Uh, they want to they want to play this game for Coach Leach. Uh, you know, our band, our famous maroon band. You know, they want to perform and pay tribute to Mike Leach. I mean, he he touched the lives of these the, these young people on our campus. And you know, speaking of the band, you know, just you know, he would go out in the in the heat of the summer when they're out practicing and and and, and visit with the, the band and and thank them for what they're doing and their contributions to our athletic program and how much he appreciated them and and how hard they were working. I mean, that was just the kind of guy that, that he was. I mean, he, he recognized the contributions of so many people. And when you do that, you know, individuals, we're all humans. We, we appreciate that. And he, he certainly was beloved by, by his players. And, uh, and, and they are, like I said, they are very motivated to want to play this bowl and, and pay a tribute to, to Coach Leach. Visiting with Dr. Mark Keenum, he's the president at uh, at Mississippi State. Dr. Keenum, in, in your position as leader of the university, you, you've got to wear a lot of hats, right? I mean, you, you focus on the the micro with um, remembering Mike Leach and and honoring and and paying tribute to him and and the things that the university will do. But at the same time, you have to look to the future of the football program. What what does that process look like for you? over the next few days or, or the next couple of weeks? Well, we're very fortunate that we have uh, a gentleman by the name of Zach Arnett, mm-hmm. and he is our defensive coordinator and has been 
for the past three years under Coach Leach, and he has agreed to step up and take on the role of being our interim head coach. And, and I can tell you, I have the utmost of confidence in his ability to lead our football team and to get them prepared to compete in the ReliQuest Bowl at the highest level. And so from from that standpoint, we're very, very fortunate. And, and we've got a good team just across, all across uh, the football program and our athletic department. Of course, we're, we have an interim athletics director in Bracky Brett, and he is doing an outstanding job. We are so blessed to have him stepping in to fill this important leadership role. We're a family here, and we're, 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 we're coming together as a family, and we recognize we've got a lot of work to do ahead of us in the days to come. Uh, we're going to honor and pay tribute and show our love and appreciation for Coach Leach and his family, Sharon, and, and his four children. And, 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 but, but we also have to think about the future of our, our athletic program and our football team and, and the university as a whole and, and move forward. And that's the way Mike would want us to do it. He would want us to, to move forward and, and, and do the very best that we can. And, and just as a, a brief follow-up, I mean, you mentioned those two kind of interim positions. There, there are obviously complications in that. Does that mean that all of this falls on you to make some decisions, or, or does it maybe push up the process in, in trying to name an athletics director sooner rather than later? Well, I, I, I will be honest. I mean, all of this is, is a complicating situation, no doubt. Yes, sir. Um, and, and no, it doesn't just rest on my shoulders. I'm blessed that we've got a lot of Mississippi State people that I turn to. We've got great individuals that I look to for counsel and advice, and I've been talking to quite a number of these individuals who I uh, turn to quite often on a lot of issues that affect our university. And, and I'm so blessed to have such a great team of just wonderful Mississippi State people who, who love this university and, and want nothing but the very best for this institution. And I, and I am, again, very blessed to have those individuals that I can turn to for good counsel and advice that I need to make decisions as we move forward. One final thing as we wrap up, and again, we thank you for spending some time with us. What will your lasting memory of, of Mike Leach be? When you think back on the time you knew him and in the years to come, what will come to the forefront of your mind? Well, you know, just his personality and his his the way he interacted with others, and and uh, he, he's just a unique individual. Uh, I saw uh, Coach Kippen's tribute to him, and I thought he he was just spot on in his tribute to to Mike Leach and how he was just a, a unique personality, and he, he certainly was that. And you know, I was just with him a week ago. And he was headed out. I was coming in, and he was headed out. We were we were crossing paths, and he was going out on the recruiting trail to meet with some um, young football players that he's re- recruiting to the university. And he was in his typical Mike, you know, spirits and very uplifting in, in our visit. And but my probably my 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 best memory I'll have with him that we shared together. Richard was at uh, Vault Hemingway Stadium in the visitors' <laughs> locker room, and I was holding the Egg Bowl trophy, and he handed me the game ball. 
So uh, he knew from day one how important that game was to our Mississippi State family and, and for him to, to, if you will, end his career uh, in that game and to share that moment with him will be a lasting memory I'll have for the rest of my life. A fitting end to his football coaching career, and I know a memory that uh, a lot of Mississippi State fans will cherish forever. Dr. Keenum, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, Our most sincere condolences to not just you, you, but the entire Mississippi State community. Thank you, Richard. We greatly appreciate that so very much. Thank you. Dr. Mark Keenum, the president at Mississippi State, joining us on Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back with you right after this. in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Offense is, uh, um, you want to utilize all your personnel and you want to create space. And uh, within that space, your space that's realistic is sideline to sideline and I think about 30 yards downfield because that's about how long your protection can hold up. You know, everybody says, I, you know, sometimes these guys say, well, can this guy throw it 80 yards? I don't know. Can you protect while your guy runs 80 yards? Do you have anybody that can run the 80-yard dash in three and a half seconds? <laughs> now, I've, I've never had anybody that can do it. So, so whether a guy can throw it 80 yards, it doesn't matter as much to me. I mean, it's handy in a way. Like if it's a broken play and he's running in a circle, whether it's because the quarterback was too dumb to throw it downfield or whether everybody was covered or he had to scramble because the guard got beat. I mean, it's nice to have a strong arm, but this business of uh, you can protect for about three and a half seconds. So I think your space is 30 yards and it can be restricted as you get down to the goal line. You want to have the ability um, to attack that space and you can attack it by alignment or running there, but you need to be able to touch uh, the dimension of that space because that is one of the few resources you have. You have, you have personnel. Every skilled player should touch the ball. Every person on offense should have a role in it. If he's not touching the ball, there should be a really good reason why uh, he's not. Because you're only allowed to let five of them touch it. And all five ought to touch it and somehow contribute uh, yards to the offensive effort. Balance, a balanced offense is not one that rushes at 50% and throws at 50%. Uh, balances that all of, your, uh, uh, all, all of your offensive skill positions contribute to the offensive effort, and you should uh, try to achieve a balance of yards out of uh, all five of those positions. And the underlying question on offense should almost always be how do we create space, and then defensively it should be how do we restrict the space that they have to operate in. An explanation of offensive philosophy, an offense that was called the Air Raid, that was developed in the late 80s, 
Hal Mummy and Mike Leach. There were some uh, some really interesting quotes in the uh, in the ESPN story from uh, from Hal Mummy, where he talked about the fact that in addition to being an assistant coach, uh, Mike Leach became a publicist. That he was clipping articles or clipping stats and writing press releases about what they were doing at Iowa Wesleyan and sending them all over the place to try and get publicity for what they deemed the air raid offense. And that was Mike Leach's name for the offense. He thought it needed a catchy name to help it grab hold and uh, and take root, and certainly it did. Thank you again to uh, Dr. Mark Keenum, president at Mississippi State, for joining us on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. That's where all guests on the show appear. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can go to their website, genteelapparel.com, and uh, place your holiday order, but you don't want to wait too much longer. You want to get those uh, items in the mail, get them shipped to you. Still time uh, for uh, the holidays, for Christmas presents. Again, genteelapparel.com. When you hear him describe what he was trying to accomplish offensively, and you try to marry that with, oh, his entire playbook's on a note card, a four-by-six-inch note card, it's it's like, how do you marry the two, right? How do you marry the idea that Mike Leach was an offensive innovator, an inventor, Someone that created something that didn't exist in football prior to his and how mummies installing it and teaching it and growing it to he's got a few concepts on a note card that he occasionally references on game day. It's like, how do these two worlds combine? I mean, that's... That's the best of both worlds, right? When you have a complicated idea that you can execute in a simple fashion, that's how millions are made, you know? And think about what you know, Amazon, next day delivery. Seems like a simple it's a simple concept, but obviously the concept the the, the, the what what's behind it is very complicated. But the, the execution of it is it's relatively simple. And so that's what the air raid was. It was a, a concept of, of creating space where there shouldn't be space, of creating mismatches, of, of allowing players. You, you don't have to have elite talent to achieve elite results. And that's why his program was so successful at, program, at places like Texas Tech and Washington State and Mississippi State, places that will never out-recruit a Texas, Oklahoma, a Washington, USC, an Alabama, a Georgia, but can compete with programs like that over the long term because of the system. How Mummy quoted in this story at ESPN.com, when you say Air Raid, he was the guy who came up with the name. He came up with the name so that we would be able to publicize it, and it's probably fitting since he's been the guy who took it the farthest. Josh Heupel. Listen to this quote from Josh Heupel. Of course, now the head coach at, at Tennessee and considered to be one of right, the elite offensive minds, the elite play callers in all of college football. I'm heartbroken on the passing of Coach Leach. 
1999, he gave a kid out of Snow College in Utah a shot at major college football. He saw something in me when no one else did. Like so many across our sport, I am grateful for Coach Leach's impact on my life, both personally and professionally. His offensive philosophy and vision were ahead of his time, and they continue to shape the game today. Off the field, he was one of a kind, an incredible storyteller, a man full of wisdom, and someone who always cared about his former players and coaches. I enjoyed our friendship over the years. Texas Tech has issued statements. Here's another quote from Hal Mummy. I, I, I should have been not dismissive. Texas Tech has released statements thanking Mike Leach for not only his contributions to football, but to his contributions to a record-setting time in Texas Tech. Kind of burying the hatchet. I don't know how Mike Leach would feel about the laudatory tributes from Texas Tech University, given the fact that he maintains that they still owed him a significant amount of money. Uh, But we digress. How mummy. Mike is a guy who's been in the limelight for 15 or 20 years, in the Big 12, Pac-12, the SEC. So he's the guy who everybody has looked to. He's won football games at places you're not supposed to win. And he did it by being smarter. Right? By coming up with something that would work. That was a little outside the box. And it working with the unconventional guy. I mean, take Gardner Minshew. He was a journeyman. Just bouncing around places. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he about to sign with Alabama just to be a backup? Just to, to go? He was. Wear yes. a uniform? Yeah. And, yes. and you, to, to kind of get him on the path to coaching. Yeah. And and he gets on a Instead plane to Instead he became Pullman. a Heisman Trophy finalist. And then it has been in the NFL. Just this guy that was bouncing around unknown places, no shot at starting anywhere, so I'm just going to go hold a clipboard and hopefully learn from Nick Saban and coach to making NFL rosters, getting starts. They called it Minshew Mania in the NFL. Did it with those kind of guys. Gardner Minshew... In four years in the NFL, has played in 30 games, thrown for 6,003 yards, and 41 touchdowns. That's not just a cup of coffee. Oh, not at that position. And he's been in Philadelphia for the last two years, and he's the backup to Jalen Hurts. And, buddy, he might be getting a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> they are good. Yeah. And would you be surprised if he got a start in Week 18? No. No. Maybe a couple of starts at the end of the year. Certainly meaningful playing time. Gardner Minshew is one of the guys that is just kind of talked very openly about what Mike Leach has meant to him and what he's meant to his career. What a perfect fit those two were also. <laughs> a football match made in heaven. The, the story... Was it at the Athletic? Maybe uh, a deep dive on Gardner Minshew, or it, you know, shows up at a party in Pullman, Washington, with a bottle of vanilla Crown Royal. <laughs> it's like tucked in the waistband of his pants. 
Headband on. Let's get it. Yeah. Just like his coach, he was his own dude. Is his own dude. Two very unique personalities. Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Glad to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. We pay tribute to Mike Leach. Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Place is called Florabama, and it got slammed in the last uh, couple hurricanes. So, you know, if you go back again, you can see which rooms are missing and which rooms they added as a result. But uh, and uh, but Florabama is right on the border of Alabama and Florida, and you could go in there, and there'd be like three different bands playing slightly one band slightly different from the next you could get a uh one of those uh, sawed off uh, boxes like they put a case of beer in heaping with crawfish heaping with crawfish for like five bucks and then they had this triple deck uh, a triple level deck out there overlooking the gulf of mexico in the middle of the night all the stars and of course the band playing and all the people hanging around uh all day fantastic people watching plus you had crawfish plus you're out there on the end of that deck and it's just gorgeous uh that'd be it uh, that'd be tough to beat uh on on the right night which i actually liked uh weeknights better um because two slammed on the weekends but uh i would have to say uh, a really good weeknight at uh at floribama he, he was asked uh, the best party he's ever been to, and that was his answer. Mm. The mullet toss. Hard to beat that place. <coughs> yeah. I have a friend. Ryan Brown and our buddies at, uh, at the next round did a live show from the floor of Bama this past Saturday for the Army-Navy game. Yeah, they're they're in partnership with the Florabama. I would love to know how that sales pitch went. Um, I didn't know that they they had church there, so they have what they have there every day, and then church on Sunday. So uh, when I was down there for spring break one year in college, I had a friend lose a wallet there or lost a wallet during the course of the night. Thought it was there. Went back Sunday morning to retrieve the wallet, and they're having a church service at, at Florabama with uh, ladies. Underwear stapled to the roof, you know, <laughs> just felt a little out of place. Any, any place where you can sin and be forgiven in the same domicile is a good thing. It's a good point. All uh, one stop, one -stop shop. shopping. <laughs> yeah, it's the best party you guys have ever been to. <sighs> oh, that's a great question. I don't know how many details I can share. Yeah, I may have hosted it. Ooh. Oh, oh really? Yeah, we had a, a party my junior year at, at my apartment. We had a little duplex. Uh, we floated four kegs, and I had to run to the store to buy like another six cases of beer on top of that. 
Uh, we had like 50, 60, 70 people. We, we, we probably outdrew some of the smaller fraternities that night. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. And you didn't get kicked I out haven't. or the police called? No, no, no. Well, that's the, the great thing about working at Papa John's back in the day when you gave the cops free pizza all the time was just telling them ahead of time, hey, if you get a noise complaint at 103 Camp Avenue, just ignore it. And they did. <laughs> they knew oh. where their bread was buttered, so to speak. My, mine doesn't involve crawfish like Mike Leach's, but it was actually where, when I was... Where their pizza crust was car garlic buttered, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so when I was going through Rush, the fraternity that I ended up joining, I, I hadn't pledged yet. It was before they gave out bids. They had a, a DJ, a pair of DJs called White Panda at the house. And it, I, I couldn't care less about that kind of music, but they changed every light in the house to a black light. Every single light in the entire fraternity house was a oh, black geez. light. All of them. And so... Everybody, like, I'm shirtless with the exception of a construction vest and cut off jorts that are. <laughs> I don't know that Hey Dad needs to be in doubled over laughing right now. It's not great for the cough. Borky and cut off jorts and shirtless other than a construction vest, he says. And the girls got, so, I mean, some kind of like fluorescent like marker that when you drew it showed up in blacklight. So I'm covered in marker, and I've got a construction vest on, and just the, the perfect level of... God. Um, uh, hydration. And, and the DJs played it. It was just, just an incredible scene with the, the whole house being black lights and all that. Anyway, we're walking back to the dorm, and there was a huge hill uh, between one dorm and, and ours. And we're all walking back as a group, and the university police had a roadblock. But the roadblock either ended or they, they chased somebody and left, like, the not the signs, but the barriers up in the road. And we took the barriers off the road and were using them like snowboards and going down the hill from one dorm to the other using the police barriers. You were official. You had a construction vest on. Exactly. It makes it official. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, White Panda. Uh, all the way back in 2010. we could get that picture, Richard. We, I mean, I put that on something. I'll man. tell you what. I On my computer, I think I have some from that night saved still. We need to see those. Ceasefire text line. By the way, if you just turned on the radio and you hear Michael Borky talking about a college party and you go, how inappropriate on a day when you're remembering Mike Leach, or you should be honoring Mike Leach. This is in direct response to the clip that he played where Mike Leach was discussing the best party he had ever been to at the Florabama. Um. Ceasefire text line, we once threw a party at Ole Miss and about 1,500 to 2,000 people show up. The cops could only direct traffic. <laughs> Goodness gracious. It made the papers all the way in Memphis. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, please tell me there is a picture, Borky, of you and your construction vest. There is somewhere. I think I saved a few when I deleted my Facebook page, so I think I've got some. Bobby in Batesville says, I just had a friend ask me what it means to float a keg. I told him he'd know it if he saw it. Yeah, yeah that's a true story. Hmm. I'm sure I can't remember my best party. Uh, somebody that's says, Coco Bongos with women flying overhead. 
Nice. Um, lot, lot of lot of requests, Borky, for pictures. If I've got them, we'll share them. For sure. Something tells me he's not going to look for these pictures very hard, Mr. Oh, Haydad. Well, I have one file that yeah. I saved of all the, the pictures that I wanted off of my Facebook page. And I can't imagine in that moment me thinking I don't want pictures from that night. This text leads to so many more questions, none of which should be asked. Went to a friend's party. Woke up in his mom's closet. Uh-oh. Just reading what the text line says. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You dog. I, can, I, can I would love to hear Mike Bleach respond to that message on the ceasefire text line. Man, what a great content idea that would have been. Just have him sit here and put the text line in front of him and just, all right, coach, yeah. <laughs> just go. Just, just go. Uh. Yeah. So on a slightly more serious note, this is a football message here. This is from a uh, former assistant coach at Delta State. Leach, Mummy, Holgerson, Guy Morris were all at Valdosta State when I was at Delta State. I kept the videos of them that we used to break them down the week we played them. I studied their offense. What they did was amazing. It was so different than anything anybody else was doing, and I didn't understand lots of it from just watching film. They had adjustments for everything a defense did to them. When I started coaching JUCO, I was able to talk more and learned mesh, triangle, Y-cross, and their shallow concepts. They literally created the air raid from scratch. When we went to Valdosta to play them, we got a chance to talk to them the day before the game. They were not a typical coaching staff. They were fun to be around. State lost their head coach, and college football lost a man that had a great impact on football at every level. I don't think most people fully realize his impact, but maybe they will now. Look at his coaching tree in both the NFL and college. It's crazy. Thanks for the message. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, is it his Val? Is it Valdosta State where there's the team picture and and there's like 15 people circled in that that have gone on to be a head coach in college football? think that's accurate because it was Iowa Wesleyan to Valdosta State and then how Mummy got the head coaching job at Kentucky Mike Leach went with him to be his offensive coordinator was there two years left Kentucky was the offensive coordinator for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma for one year when he brought in Josh Heupel to be his quarterback and then he left Oklahoma and got the, the Texas Tech job starting in 2000. So it's his first Texas Tech staff. There's, oh, I, I, I'm not going to be able to count fast enough, at least 15 circled faces that went on to be college football coaches on the team or on the staff. So Cliff Kingsbury would have been in that group, right? He's in there somewhere. And Lincoln Riley maybe as well? I, I just I, I got it. Zoom in on this image, but yeah, it was his first Texas Tech staff that uh, is one of those, like the tree roots, that yeah. underneath this picture, it just looks like a team picture, and then you realize the accomplishments of all the people in this picture. Get a message that says, I hope Mississippi State can keep the air raid going. We'll see. There's no, There's nobody in college football that ran the air raid with the purity 
that Mike Leach ran it. Everybody else has evolved it. That They have added to it, taken away from it, made it fit what worked for them. He was the only guy running it the way it was built. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. I always thought that being an line coach was fantastic because you, you worked with the biggest, strongest guys, and plus it was the biggest group in the locker room. And uh, and every practice was great because there was going to be some level of violence and getting after somebody, you know, just the big monster trucks just crushing somebody. And then, you know, and they're the type of guys that would laugh about a broken finger and show it to each other and then all burst out laughing type of guys, you know. And that's why they have football. Otherwise, it'd just be soccer. <laughs> Can't argue. <laughs> Otherwise, it would just be soccer. Just be soccer. Wrapping up this 4 o'clock hour with you, Sports Talk Mississippi. We will have the college football fix to start things off at the 5 o'clock hour. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated will join us at uh, 20 minutes after 5. After that, Brian Haydad. He's gonna he's gonna scoot out. He's got a Christmas concert for a daughter tonight. Uh, fatherly responsibilities that must be taken care of, and um, yeah, he'll make sure that he's got a cough lozenge in his uh, in his pocket, so that he is uh, able to not interrupt the concert. Right? You're doing a little better today. You sound better today. A I'm little chain smoking these all day. <laughs> How do you smoke a cough drop? You Tell just me put more. them in one after another. One goes away, and then I chew gum while I do it, so it's like some of the cough drop adheres to the uh, the gum, so I'm just gets constantly in there. So, and so I, brought, I brought my cough syrup from home too, so I brought it right here. There you go. No spoon required. No cup. I just drink it straight just, out of the bottle. Just chug it. Wow. Yeah, I take a I take a good good chug. So what? You just put rye whiskey straight into that medicine bottle. <laughs> so, so what you did? We call it's it medicine. bubblegum flavor, too. Oh. It's old, old granddad's medicine. Yeah, oh. like last night I took a sip. I was like, what is this taste? It's not cherry. It's not menthol. What is it? And I realized it was bubblegum. Like, mm. what do they think I was a big kid? Which I guess I am, but, yeah. So, hey, Dad, there there is a significant conversation, but frankly a, a, a significant series of conversations that are on the horizon. We're just not there yet, right? I mean, the th- this is a day to remember Mike Leach, to to honor what he did in the game, to honor who he was as a person. We touched briefly on it with with Dr. Keenum. He has an interim football coach in Zach Arnett, who he said all the right things about. He has an interim athletics director in Bracky Brett, who has been in college athletics for a very long time and is certainly capable of running the department on a day-to-day basis. But Bracky Bread is not going to hire a new football coach, I don't think. And we may look up a month from now, a couple of months from now, and Zach Arnett may be named the head football coach at Mississippi State. That's altogether possible. Very possible. But this is a Southeastern Conference football program, and I don't think you just rubber stamp a decision that you were made, that was made out of necessity 
in a very short period of time. Right. There's a lot that has to happen. And, oh, by the way, we are eight days from the early signing period beginning. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in the college football world as it pertains to Mississippi State. And I think Dr. Keenum told us all he was willing to say right now. Yeah. I think you have to make a a deal here with sort of similar to probably what Auburn did with Cadillac Williams. And that you tell, you know, obviously I I think you can give Zach Arnett a real live interview as a real live candidate as this for the coaching job. And if he wins the job, great. But you have a national search and you just tell him, like, look, Coach Arnett's staying on the staff. that's, that's, That's part of the deal. We think he's a great young defensive coordinator. He's done great work for us. The team respects him. We feel like we need him to keep the team together. That's good. He's just going to have to be part of your staff. And if that's the deal breaker for you, then you can't have the job. And I think most people would look at the the job Zach Arnett had done and say, yeah, by all means, let's keep that guy. Because he has done a great job for Mississippi State. So well, do I think he's going to be the head coach? I don't think so. I don't think long term. That that's going to be the case, but he, he will have to be the guy who bridges the gap between now and then. But you got to get the athletic director in first, like you said. That that's the key. You got to have somebody to do the hiring first. So we'll see how that process continues. This is something that we will explore and unpack in the days to come. But is there a scenario where the interim position for Zach Arnett? could potentially be not just for a bowl game, but perhaps for a year. And and you say to him, your experience is limited. We, we believe you, and this is for all practical purposes, an on-the-job interview that lasts a year, but you also get to watch him run the program without necessarily tying yourself or obligating yourself long-term? No, I don't have long, long to answer this, but that's that's a tough sell in, in a world where you have to recruit players and everything else to tell somebody that they may only be the coach for a year. I feel like you got to have more stability in that. I feel like they need to either make Arnett the head coach or have a search for a new head coach. One of the two. 5 o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi. That is coming up next. We'll start with the College Football Fix. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. They tried to get me to do it, and uh, I was afraid they might dump something over my head if I didn't, uh, you know, like water and worst of all, Gatorade. So I figured, you know, I'd better comply, which I did. So I try. I started out just trying to walk in place, and that was clearly not satisfactory with and then uh, that wasn't satisfactory with my captors. I tried to bring the knees a little higher and then I got the hands up to try to finish the deal off and and I do think I outdid Elaine on Seinfeld but you know as soon as I thought I was safe to stop I did and let uh, them have a great time. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mike Leach describing 
his uh, post-victory locker room dance, which you've got That's to see the favorites. video of that. <laughs> December yeah, the a, 13th, like a, 20... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, like hey, the yeah. Lane Bennis trying to dance, dance in there. It's it's, it's got, it's got a, it's got it all. That video. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio on this Tuesday afternoon. Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach passed away last night at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, following complications from a heart condition. He was 61. In a statement, the Leach family said Mike was a giving and attentive husband, father, and grandfather. He was able to participate in organ donation at UMMC as a final act of charity. We are supported and uplifted by the outpouring of love and prayers from family, friends, Mississippi State University, the hospital staff, and football fans around the world. Thank you for sharing in the joy of our beloved husband and father's life. Mississippi State President Mark Keenum said Coach Mike Leach cast a tremendous shadow, not just over Mississippi State University, but over the entire college football landscape. His innovative air raid offense changed the game. Mike's keen intellect and unvarnished candor made him one of the nation's true coaching legends. His passing brings great sadness to our university, to the Southeastern Conference, and to all who loved college football. I will miss Mike's profound curiosity, his honesty, and his wide-open approach to pursuing excellence in all things. Mike's death also underscores the fragility and uncertainty of our lives. Three weeks ago, Mike and I were together in the locker room celebrating a hard-fought victory in Oxford. Mike Leach truly embraced life and lived in such a manner as to leave no regrets. That's a worthy legacy. We are glad to be with you. Pearl River Resort Studio is where we come to you from each day. Pearl River is the home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. You can visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, we'd love to hear from you on the C Spire text line. The number is 601-879-4395. Every day, we bring you the college football fix. It's driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. You can log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. But don't stop there. Test drive the F-150. F-Series is America's best-selling truck for 45 straight years. The college football fix driven by Ford. Today, for the college football fix, we uh, we get back in the uh, – we, we go into the time machine. We take you back to 2018. College game day, leading into the Red River rivalry. One of the great storytellers of all time, Tom Rinaldi, talks about one of the great tricks that has ever been played in college football. Everyone here knows about this game. The Red River rivalry is heated up. Touchdown, Texas! Touchdown, Sooners! But there's something about one of the games in this rivalry that, well, most people don't know. I had heard this story before, but not in any kind of official or formal way. Everybody likes a good caper, and everybody wants to know something the other guy doesn't know. Call it the Cotton Bowl Caper. The year was 1999. And making his debut in the rivalry was a mysterious new character calling plays for OU. I know that we got to do anything we can to get an edge and to try to keep them off balance and try to get them to squander as many plays as we can. 
The Sooners were heavy underdogs, and on Wednesday night, just three days before the game, Leach had an idea. <laughs> More like a play script scheme. We wanted to just see how honest Texas was, so we decided to write up a script, a dummy script. The challenge for Leach in the decoy script was to come up with complementary plays to the actual one. So if you're running a play to the left, you wanted the decoy script to say something was going to the right. The next part of the plot? Call it the drop. Leach used one of his players pregame to deploy the decoy so Texas would be sure to find it. He's like, I want you to run past their sideline and as you're running up the tunnel, I want you to take the script and act like you're putting it in your belt loop let it fall out onto the ground. It was kind of the first real like uh, espionage I'd ever been a, a part of. One of their GAs is wandering by and, oh, what's this? A piece of paper. Well, he looks at it and his eyes get kind of big and he sort of hides it and looks around to see if anybody saw him get it. Sure enough, the fake play script made its way straight to the Texas locker room. We all thought it was real because we thought that the alternative would would be just so far-fetched uh, that, that somebody would go through the trouble to create a fake call sheet and actually leave it and drop it you know, where we would find it. Paul Reese takes it up to the press box. He starts studying the script, trying to figure out what defense they're going to call to match up the script. When I wasn't calling defenses, I was looking at it. And uh, it was a huge distraction. And on the second play of the game, the script says double reverse pass. We were trying to get them over there to the left. We hit Savage and everybody was over to the left and Savage was to the right. Go on first down, Hyper wide open, he's a freshman Savage. Touchdown Oklahoma. It's very hard in the course of a football game to go back and see a wide receiver at any level of football that wide open. Going up top, Jackson one-on-one, -on -one, turns around with a catch to the end zone. As the game went on, it was a catastrophe. By the time it was 17-0 Sooners, huh? Coach Reese had seen enough of the so-called script. I grabbed it, watered up in a tight ball, and there was a trash can sitting over the corner. I'd give it a toss, and there it was. Got rid of it. After trashing the script and calling their original defenses, Texas outscored Oklahoma 38-11 the rest of the way. 48 yards to build in the end zone. <laughs> Nearly 20 years later, the caper has come to light. And so has the lesson. The lesson is, is if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Don't ever try to pick up my scripts or steal my signals because you don't know what may be in store for you. <laughs> the Cotton Bowl caper, Mike Leach in year number one at Oklahoma. Oklahoma had been 5-6 and six the year before. You heard uh, Tom Rinaldi say they were a heavy underdog in that ballgame, just trying to get an edge, and it almost worked. Mike Leach did say uh, after the fact that uh, it would have been even cooler if we had actually won the game. Yeah, that would that would be the, the frosting on the cake there, for sure. Uh, some of the voices you heard in there, Jake Trotter, who was a, uh, a reporter for ESPN, obviously that was Tom Rinaldi who was narrating. Uh, Tom Herman, who was a uh, GA on the staff at uh, Texas at the time, 
Carl Reese, who was the uh, the defensive coordinator as well. And, of course, Mike Leach giving his side of the story. That was back when he was the head coach at Washington State. So I read an article, uh, the the article. We actually talked about that when the article came out years ago yeah. on this show. The, the detail in which they went. It wasn't just, you know, this place says go left, that place says go right. They created fake plays to go on this script. It was detailed. It wasn't just some little scrap of paper that they were... You know, throwing a fishing lure out and it was just a hook. No, like yeah. they sat down and worked hard on this trick to get and, Texas, and, and it worked. Set up the plays so that there the defense would be on the opposite side of the field of where they wanted to actually go with the football. They mirrored the the, the actual script. So they set it up where you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to go right. In reality, they're going left, and they had guys wide open. They said they had a bunch of screen passes in there. So they didn't bring pressure. Texas wouldn't bring pressure trying to avoid the screens. And instead, <laughs> they just let Heupel sit back there and pick them apart because nobody was rushing him. It's genius. That is absolute evil genius. Ceasefire text line, that is absolutely my favorite Mike Leach story. What a gutsy and hilarious trick. Um, here's another one. I very rarely agree with y'all or your opinions, but you've been awesome with Leach's tribute. Thanks. That's from Paul in Meridian. Well, thanks for sticking with us, Thank Paul, you. even though you rarely agree with us. Um, here's another one. Really sunk in today that I was able to attend. The last game Mike coached was a bit of a last-minute decision to drive a couple of hours and sit in the rain, and I had no idea... At the time, it would be one of my best. I am thankful. We are thankful for you listening and being part of the conversation this afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated will join us next. Glad to be with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. When he smiled at me, me and my drum. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Ross Dellinger joins us right now. He writes at Sports Illustrated. You know Ross, uh, regular guest on the show. And, Ross, we always uh, appreciate a, a bit of your time. One of the things that is is so interesting to me um, about this, this Mike Leach story and, and covering his coaching career and his life on and off the field is that there's not really a manual on how to do this. P- people die all the time. That That's reality. And yet, very, very rarely do sitting college football coaches pass away while they are, are still coaching. And, Ross, I don't know if you've been overwhelmed by this or not, but, but the number of tributes that have come from, from players, coaches, media members, just anybody that has had an interaction with Mike Leach has made this a, a really interesting 48 hours. Yeah, it it uh, it sure has. You know, um, he uh, obviously, 
the outpouring is incredible. I mean, just as strong of an outpouring as I've ever seen for pretty much anyone, uh, let alone, you know, a college coach, but any person that I've ever seen, um, which probably tells you a lot uh, about the way Mike Leach treated people and the way he went about living um, living his life. Uh, and, and I think it, uh, it, it told a lot about, about him and the outpouring. But you're right, it is a very unusual, uh, somewhat rare circumstance. The last, like, active bidding FBS coach, uh, football coach, you know, to, to um, pass was, was way back in, in 2006 at Northwestern. Um, uh, Randy, uh, whoa, oh, I'm, I'm missing his, Randy Walker. his last name. Yeah, Randy Walker died of a, a heart attack. And then uh, the last SEC coach was Bo Rain, of course, of LSU. He was a couple months into his job at LSU and when his plane went down, uh, his private aircraft went down and crashed. So um, I think in between those two, there were a couple. There was a South Carolina coach who passed and there was one more, I believe. So basically, this is the fifth time it's happened in roughly 50 years. Uh, so it's uh, of an FBS coach. So it, it doesn't happen um, very often. And there is no manual. Um, and Mississippi State, um, you know, seems to have been in communication the last couple of days with people around the program. And, and they've handled it just about as well as you could. I mean, it's, a, it's obviously a difficult situation. So, Ross, you, you said something that stuck out to me a second ago, that uh, th- this outpouring of support, the, the outpouring of, of tributes that have come in, uh, seem to be a testament to way, the way that, that Mike Leach treated people. He was certainly not perfect, and, and, and he had his moments along the way, but overwhelmingly he seemed to be interested in people that he was talking to, even if they were there to talk to him because of their interest in him. So what about your interaction? Uh, you, you've spent so much time with so many coaches one-on-one. Tell us about your interaction with Mike Leach. Yeah. Um, he, I think the, the, well, there's a few things that stick out. I was going to say there's one or two, but, but there's so many. Uh, I could go on and on about, about Mike Leach and stories um, about Mike Leach. But I'll say, you know, I, I do spend a lot of time around a lot of coaches, and there's a question I get from a lot of people, uh, and the question is always, "Who's who's your favorite coach, or who's your most interesting coach, or what's your your best story around a coach, or uh, who's the weirdest coach, whatever you know?" And usually, the answer to the question is Mike Leach. Um, <laughs> and, and I always tell people there are two coaches that I've ever spent time around who are different from every every other coach I've ever known, especially at the major college level, and that's Mike Leach and Dana Holgerson, who, oddly mm-hmm. enough, are both very close to one another, um, are from the same tree. They are just, those two are just different from from other coaches. Uh, the way they live their life, their schedules, um, their interests, uh, they, they, just, they just are different from other coaches. Um, and then one thing that makes Mike different from most major college coaches in a lot of people in general is that he really was in, in every man, 
in in every facet. I mean, he he in fact he preferred not to talk about football. He wanted to talk about the economy uh, or grizzly bears or um, you know astrophysics. Uh, um, uh, it, it was amazing. He could talk about so many different subjects, and he would talk about it with whoever he ran into um, uh, at the bar or or before a game. Um, it, it, uh, it, it, he just was so different and unique from, 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 from every other major college coach. And certainly most, most, if not every person I've ever run into, um, in, in my life. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sad day because college football and America in general, you know, lost someone that uh, was so unique and special. Um, and he, as you said, he, he's not perfect. None of us are. And there are certainly a lot of his views on things, you know, politically that a lot of people probably didn't agree with. Um, and there are probably some things that were, especially on social media, that maybe stepped out of line here and there and had to be kind of reminded of his position and how important he was. And he can't maybe do this or that. Um, but, uh, that's what kind of made him who he was. He kind of lived his life on his own accord. Um, he didn't fall in line. Ross, it's fascinating to me that, uh, that you mentioned Dana Holgerson just a second ago. Uh, I referenced him yesterday and, uh, I did a couple of Houston games on television this year. And at one point I asked him about kind of air raid principles within his offense and whether or not. You know the way it's changed. He's like, oh no, they threw me out of the air raid club a long time ago. And then he kind of paused. He's like, the pirates the only one that still does it. The you know the real thing. Yeah. He said everybody else has adapted it. But that is it. you're spot on in terms of the uh, the two two of the unique characters in uh, in college football. I I would like to ask you this. Um, Mississippi State finds itself in a uh, a difficult spot, right? I mean, they've got a game day or a bowl game coming up, and and clearly Zach Arnett can can handle running the football program. But there's an interim athletics director in Bracky Brett. Um, I I don't know if Zach Arnett is ready to be a full time head football coach or not. I I don't even know how he would answer that question. But the calendar is such that National Signing Day is a week from from Wednesday, a week from tomorrow. It's eight days away, and even while the grieving process is going going on, the world doesn't stop in college football. How do you think they navigate this? Yeah, it's a, you know it's a tricky situation. Uh, like you mentioned, that you know they're they got an interim athletic director, and they're we're supposed to do final interviews tomorrow um, for the athletic director position with a group of finalists, and obviously that has been. Um, Delayed, uh, probably delayed into January. Um, so there's there's that component, and then of course there's the component of head football coach. Uh, uh, you know, and you're in a situation like you mentioned, right? You know, you've got the portal that's open, so you're trying to prevent players from entering. Um, and then you've got signing day coming up. You're trying to sign players and keep your class intact. And, you know, Zach Arnett is 36 years old and 
has never been a, a head coach and now thrust into the interim role um, in trying to navigate all this. And it's certainly not uh, not easy. Um, and I don't I don't know exactly what their plans are for as far as the permanent coach and all. Um, but certainly, you you got to think that Jacques Arnett is a a candidate for that. Um, I don't know that Mississippi State is going to wait a month or more for a coaching search. You know, if you hire an AD and let's say the earliest now might be early January, mid mid January, you're doing a coaching search in mid to late January is probably not ideal. Um, so you, yeah, you got to wonder what the plan is here and you know it's so soon with with leach's passing that i I don't think that's something that will be determined you know tonight or even tomorrow or the next day maybe but um but it does have to be somewhat soon because of all the factors we've discussed yeah there is a uh, a lot going on a lot to juggle right now for uh for mark keenum the president at mississippi state Ross, always appreciate your time, appreciate your insight. You do great work, and uh, it's always good to visit with you. All right. See you, Ross Dellinger from uh, Sports Illustrated joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. A little less than half an hour left with you on this Tuesday afternoon. We'll continue the program after this in the Pearl River Resort Studios. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Head coach of Mississippi State University, Mike Leach. All right, I'm not a big opening statement guy, and plus you guys are going to ask whatever you want to know anyway. So let's just go ahead and get started. Is there any questions? <laughs> Straight to the point. I'm not a big opening statement guy, and you're going to ask what you want to ask anyway, so let's get to it. Could you imagine anybody else doing that? I mean, we've seen the direct inverse of that the filibuster. i'm going to talk so long that your opportunity to ask questions is almost non-existent we've seen that uh, to to block out coverage and we've also seen that from a coach expecting no coverage Les clark lee filibustered because he was afraid that nobody was going to ask him about his football team so he talked about his football team for 20 minutes straight um, and, and Hugh Freeze obviously filibustered to avoid questions. Mike Leach, you guys are going to ask me what you want to know. Just fire away. Let's go. Love it. Kyle Whittingham with a uh, touching tribute on Twitter. The world of college football lost a great one today. Mike Leach was a close friend, and I will miss him. He was a person I always looked forward to conversing with, not only about football, but life in general. He brought a wealth of knowledge to our profession, and I admired and loved how straight up and unfiltered he was. Truly a one-of-a-kind coach in person. My heart goes out to his wife and family in this devastating time. Mike, I love you, and we will miss you. 
very nicely done by uh, Kyle Whittingham. And so many of these are personal, too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, Lane Kiffin's was personal. Yeah, if you have it ready, I think we should read that, honestly. Lane Kiffin, um, there was a, a Twitter picture, and, and it was a graphic that was built where the message was typed out and it was signed at the bottom by Lane Kiffin. It was a picture of the two of them, I think pregame, uh, before the Egg Bowl this year. Lane Kiffin wrote, I truly loved Coach Leach and every minute I shared with him. I've been able to work with several of his former players and coaches, and they have told so many amazing stories about the impact he had on their lives. Going back to our years together in the Pac-12, I have always felt tremendous respect and admiration for Coach, his unique personality, and his innovative mind, and I can't imagine college football without him. I'm grateful to be part of his final win, hug him, and watch him walk off like the winner that he is. I know God is welcoming the Pirate home now. Signed, Lane Kiffin. That's it's not coach speak. No. Genuinely cared. And and I've noticed that in a lot of a lot of the statements uh, just across college football. Um not, not to compare this situation to, to other people, but sometimes when a, a large figure like this uh, passes away at times you see a lot of people just talk about their accomplishments. Oh, loved the music. Music was great. Or great player. Or whatever. People make reference to Mike Leach's football philosophy in their statements. You've seen that because, of course, he was a pioneer. It's it's uh, Most of these are a lot more personal than what you usually get when a large public figure passes away. These are real human interaction statements. Not great football coach, may he rest in peace. It's Josh Heupel, you know, I care about the man deeply. Lane Kiffin, I care about the man deeply. These these guys, these other giants in the sport, have had personal interactions that have a connection to him besides he does what I do. They, they feel different than you see sometimes in this situation. I thought John Cohen's message on Twitter was quite nice. Uh, a picture of the two of them on stage, probably at one of those roadshow events that happens during the offseason. My friend Mike Leach, a pioneer, intellectual giant, provocateur, and fearless warrior, a great man who impacted so many lives, including my own. Sharon, the entire Leach family, and MSU are in our hearts and prayers. Rest in peace, Mike. You made the world a better place. And John Cohen was his boss. John Cohen, I, I understand that John Cohen may be a little persona non grata right now at Mississippi State. But he's also the guy that hired Mike Leach and worked with him on a day-in, day-out basis for a uh, long time. Steve Spurrier Jr., I assume, is going to be the primary play caller for Mississippi State in its bowl games. He took a picture of himself and Mike Leach and put it on Twitter. Steve Spurrier Jr. in a cowboy hat. And he tweeted, one in a million, never afraid to do it his way, slash against the naysayers. And then he used some hashtags, air raid, play fast, and throw it to the open guy. What a great picture that is. Um, we Pretty had, good, isn't it? We have had people ask throughout the day, and I've had people ask, you know, uh, about the the team playing in the game. Are, are they going to play in the bowl game? 
I don't know if we've talked about it on here yet, but the answer is yes, uh, they have decided to play. And and what's funny is the, the reporting coming out of it was you, you Mike Leach would call them crazy if they didn't. Like the, the the way that it was presented and reported is they, they want to play and, and they're heartbroken right now, but they know that coach would would be disappointed in them if they chose not to with how competitive he is. So they're going to go and, and play and, and play for him because that's exactly according to them what he would want them to do. Yeah. Um. Nice message from a uh, a listener on the show, fellas. I'm impressed with how you've navigated these past two days. Richard knows I'm a pastor. I've been in the room. Uh, at least a dozen times in nearly four decades as families have experienced what the Leach family has witnessed. I salute Mississippi State for showing such great respect for the privacy of the Leach family and uh, says he prays for the uh, clergy that presides over the service. Thank you very much for uh, for that note. Appreciate that very much. It is um, because he's such a larger than life kind of public figure you forget that there's you know children that that came to to Jackson to to be with him you know there there's a, a very normal human element that that was involved here that that sometimes you know I've lost that thought myself over the last couple of days because I've thought about you know Mike Leach and and how do we talk about Mike Leach and how do we do this the right way and and how do I do this the right way and those kind of things and you know talking with my dad about him and, and that kind of stuff it, it feels like I even forgot that th- th- there's a family that that converged here to experience a the, just a, a tragic part of life and a, a family that's moved all over the country yeah right and and Mississippi is where they had to all converge to pay their final respects to their father and their husband and their grandfather that's real stuff and it just you know, if you are the praying type, I have recently in my life become that. Um, don't forget about them, because uh, you know the, the their dad, the family man that he was, has passed, but they, they still are going to live with this every day, and they need yeah. it. Sharing anecdotes from all over the coaching landscape, Borky. I think you referenced this yesterday. I, I'll read the the story that a friend sent to me uh, from Lincoln Riley who has gone on to have quite a successful career. My first or second year as an assistant at Tech, I was doing some work in Coach Leach's office when his cell phone rang. He picked up and said, hey, how's it going? And then he listened for a second and asked, where are you calling from? He kept talking on the phone, and I eventually sort of tuned out. Now, a short phone conversation for Coach Leach is an hour. So he was talking about this and that, and I was kind of hunkered down working on my own stuff. At some point, the call dropped. They must have lost reception. Coach said, can you hear me? Are you there? Then he closed his old-school flip phone, swung it back open, and redialed. He said, hey, sorry, I lost you. And they resumed their conversation for another 30 minutes or so before Coach finally hung up. After he was done, we started talking. I said, hey, Coach, who was that on the phone? And he said, oh, I don't know. They had the wrong number. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. Wow. No, no wonder he was texting people at, at 3 a.m. about just catching up and, and stuff. 
JC and uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, just because he spent his days, you know, filled with stuff like that that you know had, had to spend more time. JC and Tupelo says in a day that my eyes have been filled with tears hearing Coach Leak describe his enjoyment of the Florabama just like <laughs> many of us that made me smile. Cheers, Coach JC and Tupelo. Just like the rest of us, man. <laughs> Very good. And I love the crawfish. Like the the best party he's ever been to, he said, was great because of people watching and a beer uh beer case filled with crawfish. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had plenty of empty beer cases to use at the Florabama <laughs> to uh to fill with crawfish. We got one segment left with you on this Tuesday afternoon. It has been a joy. Um bittersweet but a joy to spend basically the last two days talking about Mike Leach, the character that he was, the contributions that he made to the game that we all love so very much, and the contributions that he made to life in general. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap it up with you next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Excellent game, Coach. Outer Bank Season 2 coming now to celebrate. What's that? Outer Bank Season 2 to celebrate. Uh... Yeah, I, I already watched. I already watched all that. Anything by the water that's got cool-looking trees and boats. I mean, yeah, I'll watch that. Just like Bloodline and uh, you know any of them of that uh, uh, that type. You know. Nah, sorry about that. Computer's freezing up on me in here. But for those of you that don't know what Outer Banks is, which makes that clip funny, Outer Banks is. Um, a teenage heartthrob drama. It just happens to be set on the ocean at the Outer Banks. Although they filmed it, I believe, in South Carolina, but either way. So he's watching a high school love story that involves a pirate ship and treasure, and he's talking about it in his postgame on the field with Cole Kublik. So sorry sorry, the audio cut. I'm disappointed in that, but that that's what makes that funny. It's it's high school kids falling in love and searching for treasure on the Outer Banks. And he immediately watched the second season of that before he had a game and won the game. You know, you know what I love is the messages that, that we've gotten, and, and even in the last little bit, that have nothing to do with football. Michelle sends us a message. She says, my husband and I were in New York for the College Football Hall of Fame weekend, and we walked into the front bar at the hotel. Everyone is in black tie, and the hotel was so fancy. Mike Leach was sitting at a side table, side round table with some people, and a pizza delivery guy walked in and said, anybody ordered Joey's pizza? Had a huge pizza, and Mike was like, hey, over here. (laughs) It was hilarious. We get that, and we get this from Walt in Florence. I ran into Coach Leach at the Civil War show in Brandon back during the summer. He was carrying an antique sword, no joke, and spoke to me first. I spoke back before I realized who he was, and I said, how you doing, Coach? Blessed memory, and it couldn't have been any cooler. He didn't even care that I had my Ole Miss shirt on that day. Yeah, we got another message He of one of our listeners ran into him in the Florida Keys. 
and, and told him he was from Mississippi. And when Leach asked him if he was uh, a state fan, he said, no, I'm an Ole Miss fan. And Leach was like, okay, well, let's take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. The volume of messages that you have sent to us on the ceasefire text line over the last couple of days is incredible. Uh, it's a reminder to us of how many of you listen to, to the show, and it's a part of your daily life, and, and we thank you for that. I, I say that simply to say, if we didn't read a message that you sent in to us over the last couple of days, we apologize for that. Uh, so many people who have passed along their well wishes uh, their prayers, their concerns, their stories, their anecdotes. We've tried to get to as many of those as we possibly could over the last couple of days in remembering and uh, paying tribute to uh, to Mike Leach. Um, he was an incredible man. He was uh, he was unique. He was original. Okay, I was thinking earlier today about something that we talked about some yesterday, and my, my mind went to a place where I, I don't know if it was the right place or not, but I was thinking about like true innovators and inventors in life. When you think about the number of people who have coached college football and the number of people who have tried to do things different in college football, you're reminded that, that everybody copies everybody else. You see something that works and you copy it. Mike Leach and Hal Mummy, when they built the air raid offense from nothing, and we got the the... The text earlier from a, a former junior college coach who coached against Mike Leach at Valdosta State, played against him. And you remember how rare it is for somebody to create something that hasn't existed before. And you start thinking about, okay, in, in human history, how many people have done that? Right? I mean... That's a good question. When, when, when you think about true innovators of the last 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, names like Steve Jobs come to mind in, in, in terms of innovation. Obviously, that's in an entirely different field. Just think about all of the great minds, the great football minds that have coached, that have schemed, that have put together game plans over the last... 50 or 100 years. And you think about the fact that Mike Leach, along with Hal Mummy, built from scratch an offense that did not previously exist. Very few people have replicated the exact offense, but almost every offensive coach has principles of what Mike Leach and Hal Mummy developed as the air raid in their offensive scheme. Yeah. And that's going to last for as long as football lasts, which we all hope is for a very, very long time. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. As I said yesterday, all of us at Super Talk Mississippi offer our most sincere and heartfelt condolences to the Leach family, to Sharon, to their children, to the grandchildren, and to the entire Mississippi State family. Thanks for being with us as we have done our best to memorialize and remember and offer tribute to the late Mike Leach. Good night.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.